All right, back again for a Cash Money podcast. Tonight, going to be t- strictly talking about the San Diego Padres, where they stand right now. And I'm going to get into some players that I think they could be eyeing at the trade deadline. Um, we're almost at the beginning of June, coming up in a few days. You know, the trade deadline is going to be coming up before you know it. I got a few names that I'm going to get over. But um, team lost today. Um, six five in extra innings. They fall to thirty two and nineteen. Still going to be in first place. Dodgers and Giants are playing right now as I speak. Uh, so they're going to be a half a game against one of them, and a game and a half against the other. I mean, their Padres are off to a great start to the season. Everything's going pretty well as of right now. Um, they got this twenty game stretch. They're five and two so far to start that twenty games. I think if they could finish twelve and eight. I think that'd be perfect. You know, that'd be really good. You could, you know, a 20 game stretch like that is kind of brutal. Um, Considering everything that they've been through, you know, Tatis has played 34 games only, Grisham 36, Myers 40. And Myers, it seems like he's kind of been hobbling, you know, here and there, even the games that he did play for a little bit. Grisham, the same thing. And Machado. Um, I think was hitting like 229 before today's double. So he's probably a little over 230. You figure to be 32 and 19 with, you know, some pretty serious injuries, you know, from your best players, you know, your everyday six best players, three of them, you know, have played 40 games or less compared and they've played 51 games. Well, that's a pretty good percentage, you know. I mean, Tatis has missed 17 games. Grisham already has missed 15. Myers, you know, 11. Um, and to have the record that they have, I mean, you got to be thrilled as a Padre fan because I think Tingler, who gets a lot of grief from Padres Twitter and even like my friends, like, you know, that I'm in text messaging, you know, group text message with, they give him a lot of shit and. Like today, like people were upset he took out um, Weathers after four innings. And I'm like, dude, Weathers pitched 96 innings in 2019. I don't know how many innings he pitched last year because he's in the alternate site. But the only games he played for the Padres last year, what did he pitch? Like three innings in the playoffs? I mean, you can't just expect a young starter who, what, how old is Weathers? 21, I believe. To go from 96 innings in 2019 and then just be like, well, he's got to throw 150, 200 innings this year. There's, there's just no chance. So you you have to almost baby him, and he's going to be a four or five-inning pitcher this year um, if he stays as a starter. I, I, I'm kind of hoping that he ends up as a reliever because then you could use him a little more, I think, effective or efficient. Uh, because when you use him as a starter, you know he can only go four or five innings. Now, if you use him as a reliever, he could go two innings each time, and I feel like you're better off that way. I mean, as far as the starters go right now, um, the starting pitching has really picked it up lately. Darvish has carried the team. I mean, he's got in 10 starts, he's got 61 innings, so he's averaging six innings a start. He's got an ERA of 1.75. He's, he's going to be up there for Cy Young. He keeps it up. Um, you know, you're going to get innings from him. You're going to get 
six, seven innings consistently from Darvish, and he ERA of 1.75. I'm sure that'll go up. I'm sure it'll be in the low twos at the end of the year. But, I mean, he's been fantastic for us more than I expected. Uh, Musgrove, basically, if you switch Musgrove's numbers with Snell's numbers, I think everyone would have been like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Musgrove's got an ERA of 2.26, and he's pitched 55 innings in 10 starts. So he's averaging, you know, five and a half innings a start, you know, five to six innings basically each start. Snell has pitched 10 starts, and he's got an ERA of 4.5, and he's only pitched 44 innings. That's a problem, the 44 innings is my biggest concern. The ERA at 4.5, I mean, his stuff is fine. I don't have the numbers in front of me for the strikeouts per inning. I believe it. I, I want to say he has like 60, 67 strikeouts in 44 innings or something. Um, I could be wrong on that. But, I mean, his stuff is there for Snell. It's just he just walks guys, and, he, and he's really frustrating. Um. He'll have a good game and he'll have a bad game and then he'll have a good game and a bad game. Like he just had a game where I think he pitched six innings and only gave up one run or zero runs. And then, you know, he, the next game he, he can't get – I think he only pitched like four innings or something. Um, Paddock's really picked it up. He, he's got an ERA now just dropped down to 3.61. He's thrown 42 innings and nine starts. I think you're going to get, you know – a good solid six innings from Paddock from here on out. I think he's really going to help you there. Um, but like I said, if you switch Musgrove's numbers with Snell's numbers, I think you'd be you'd be satisfied, completely satisfied. Not completely satisfied with Musgrove's, but you'd be like, okay, we figured Snell would be a number one or a number two, and he's got an ERA of 2.26. And he figured Musgrove was going to be a four or five, and he's got an ERA of 4.5. And you'd, you'd kind of be like, okay. You know, Paddock is really picking it up, like I said. And then you got uh, Lament. Um, you know, he's got an ERA 1.64, but he doesn't have that many innings. I don't even know how many innings he has. I didn't write it down. Um, and Lament's going to start tomorrow, and, and they're using a six-man rotation, or it sounds like he's going to start tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if Darvish ends up starting. But they're going to use a six-man rotation in this 20-game stretch. Which at first I was like, what are you doing? Why why go to the six-man rotation? Because Lament and Weathers aren't really, you know, stretched out. And I mean, Weathers could be stretched out, but you don't want to use up all his bullets, all his innings right away. Because I think the most innings you could probably throw him is 120 innings. I would say that'd be max for the season. Um, and Lament right now... You know, you're you're trying to build him up. He's not going to throw six, seven innings in any start anytime soon. So he just threw three innings in a game. So maybe tomorrow or Saturday when, when he pitches, you, you, I guess you're hoping for four or five. So I'm like, what are you doing using a six-man rotation? Well, what I started thinking about today is I think they're going to go to a six-man rotation because they really want Lament to be – like, I think they got a lot more confidence in Lament than we do as fans. Like, I think they think Lament can end up being um, back to what he was last year. 
Because there's moments where you're like, shit, dude, he's throwing 97, 98, and he's dropping a slider. It looks like it. And if he's more healthy than, you know, what I think or what Padre Twitter thinks, then that's going to be fantastic. Because you get into a playoff series and you got Darvish and Lament anything close to what he was last year with Musgrove. I mean, fuck, dude, you, you got to – as good as a three as anyone else is going to have. Um, I mean, the Dodgers would still probably have a better one, but, I mean, you're pretty damn close. And I think if Lament gets back to being, you know, a six-inning pitcher, five, six innings, then I think you could put Weathers back to the bullpen, and then that will really help your bullpen out. Because your bullpen right now is going to get taxed eventually if they keep going at this rate where Snell's a four or five inning pitcher. Weathers is a four or five inning pitcher. And then pending if you use lament as a starter or a reliever like that, there's just too many innings that the bullpen has to pick up. Now, right now you got two guys in the bullpen in Diaz and Stammen that could be, you know, kind of long relievers that could get multiple innings, two, three innings, almost every time that they go in there. But, I mean, you saw Stammen today give up a bomb. Like, maybe he's wearing down a little bit. I mean, he's already thrown 29 innings, Stammen. Um, his ERA is 2.73. He's been fantastic. I mean, today he got, you know, roughed up. And Diaz is 14 innings so far, and he's got an ERA of 0.61. But... Basically, what I'm trying to say is if Lament, let's say tomorrow he goes five innings, four or five innings, and then his next start he goes five innings, and the next start after that he goes six, I think after that you might see the Padres say, okay, we'll use Weathers in the bullpen, and then now you would have three kind of guys that could, you know, get multiple innings. You could get Diaz, Stammen, and Weathers. Then your bullpen Innings-wise, I think you'd be fine. Like, I don't think you would tax your bullpen that way. The rate they're going right now, I think you'd tax it. But I also I also think a lot of people need to think about this. All these other teams are really going to struggle in the second half. Like, the Diamondbacks, a team like the Diamondbacks are already fucked. Like, you could just already tell. Uh, the Rockies, like, teams like that, they're, they're in, like, pretty much quit mode. They want the season to be over already, it looks like from both of those teams. And I think what's going to happen is the Padres are going to, you know, just destroy some of these teams in the second half because they're going to have the same situation that the Padres have where if they have any young pitcher, they can't use them 150, 200 innings. They have to limit the innings, you know, and then they're going to have to bring in guys that, you know, aren't really major league quality. And teams like the Padres are just going to destroy those type of teams. So if you play... Say Weathers gets a start later in the season, and you know Padres just jump on some of these pitchers like in the second half, and it's fucking seven nothing in the third. Well, then you can use a Chrismat or whatever. You use more of mop up role guys. Um, like I saw a tweet today, like Chrismat shouldn't be on the team, and blah blah blah. I mean, I totally agree. He's not worthy of being on the team. But right now he needs to be on the team because we've had so many injuries, you know. Michelle Bias, Adrian Morahone, um, Jacob Nix, um, Matt Strom. 
you know, Javi Guerra, like a lot of these guys, Keanu Kelly, a lot of these guys like can eat up some innings and it's just, they get a couple more injuries. I think they're going to be in trouble. So they might have to go trade for a few, you know, just guys to get them, get them through the season, just some innings eaters. But, you know, um, but besides that, the bullpen, you know, I mean, the bullpen's been fantastic. Today it got rocked. Um, Hosmer should have scored on that Machado double. I'm a Hosmer fan. I defend him a lot because Padre Twitter just destroys him for no reason most of the time. Most of the time, they, they're just biased. Padre Twitter is biased. Um, Tatis is making errors left and right, throwing the ball. And every time, Padre Twitter, because they love Tatis and they don't like Hosmer, they blame Hosmer for it. And it's like, dude, the guy's fucking throwing it on the ground every fucking time. It's on Tatis. I love Tatis. He's my favorite player in the league. Like, but I'm not going to sit there every single time and just blame Hosmer. You know, there's a few times you're like, well, Hosmer probably should have had that. But it shouldn't even have to get to that point. Why is it getting to that point? Machado doesn't throw it like that. Uh, Kim doesn't throw it like that. You know? So so why are you, you just going to bail out fucking Tatis because he's your princess? And, you, you know... I mean, that's just stupid shit. But today, Hosmer, look, the ball was smoked by Machado. Yes, you have to wait to make sure it gets through. Because Padre Twitter would have been the first ones to destroy Hosmer. If he goes and the guy catches it and he gets doubled off, everyone's destroying Hosmer. But fuck, dude, that ball rolled all the way to the wall. And you should be a quarter off of first base. Maybe take a step back. And he did. I mean, I thought, okay. But fuck, dude. I couldn't believe. I think he ran out of gas. I think that's what happened. And I once it split the gap and it rolled all the way to wall, I was like, oh, they got the lead and they're going to, you know, they're going to shut him down. They're going to pitch eighth inning, you know. It's going to be um, Pagan probably. And I mean, Pagan, you never know with him. But if they get out of the eighth inning, you're going to have Melanson and they're, they're going to come out of this series three and one. And it's going to be great. But he got hosed, and whether he, whether they should have sent him or not, they probably shouldn't have sent him. I mean, the third base coach. I mean, I guess he probably should have held him because with only with only one out, I mean, Carantini hits one to the warning track, he would have scored easily. I mean, so I mean, whatever. They still had to make a great throw, and I just felt like Hosmer. I don't know. I don't. Uh, He's not the slowest guy in the world. I mean, he's slow, but for first baseman, he's probably decent pretty speed, you know, compared to most first basemen. I mean, he's got some steals on the year. He's going easy, you know, but I don't know. Going back to Tatiste and just all the airs that he's making, I mean, 90% of them are throwing airs, so it doesn't like – and he only made three errors last year. So it's it's all in his head. All the throws are in his head. He'll get an easy ground ball, and he's just like, he's like worried. It's like in his head that he's gonna turn he's gonna throw it away. So when he does that, I mean, I don't know. Come next year, it's gonna be interesting what they do. Because they got a lot of options for next year. One is Kim. You could put Kim at shortstop. Defensively, you would feel much better with Kim at shortstop. I think Kim's 
would win a gold glove or be up there for gold gloves if he plays every day. Now, the thing is, can Kim hit Major League Pitching? It looks like, compared to where he was at the beginning of the year, it looks like he's starting to come around. It looks like he can, he can hit now, you know, 93, 94 mile an hour fastballs. It looks like it. Anything above that, I think he struggles. But before, I think he, he, it didn't even seem like he can hit 93, 94 mile an hour fastballs. So I think he's getting a little bit better on the timing there. He's still got an uppercut swing and whatever. But if, if he played next year at shortstop and he hit 240 and hit 15 home runs, 12, 15 home runs with his defense, to me, that's good enough. That would be really good enough. Then it would be like, well, okay, well, where are you going to put Tatis? I would either put him at second base or I'd put him at right field. This is all just considering. I don't know. Because, again, part of me says Tatis is fine at shortstop because he only had three errors last year. But if this stuff continues throughout the season, and I don't even know what how many errors does he already have. He's got to have 15 plus. And, you know, he's got 30, you know, 40 errors on the year. I mean, 40 plus errors. Then you got to get him at shortstop, and you could put him at at second base. I think he would be fine there. And you would you would say, okay, well, what about Cronenworth? Cronenworth's basically been a Gold Glover at second base. Where'd you put him? I'd put him at first base. And you, the DH, if they're going to have a season next year, the DH is going to be back. And you would put Hosmer as the DH, and you could you could do that and have Abrams play left field. Because I think Abrams is going to be ready by next year, hopefully. And Myers in right field, or you could do a lot. You could do a lot of things. You could put Abrams at second base. You could put. You could maybe even consider putting Tatis in right field, and then Myers in left field because you would want Tatis's arm in right field compared to Myers's arm. I mean, if you could play uh, shortstop, you could play any position in the. Athletically, you could play any position. It's all about his arm and his accuracy on his throws. But it really, it's really stupid on Padre Twitter. Just every fucking throw, I'll just blame Hosmer for it. Uh, okay, I saw one guy said uh, Tatis would have like three or four errors if they had a better first base, and I'm like, oh my god, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. Like just the bias, like it's just so stupid. It's it's like when. I was a Charger fan, and people were Philip Rivers. Every time he threw an interception, it was, well, it's the play call. It's the receiver around the wrong route. It's the offensive line. It, it Just fuck, dude. I mean, it's, it's Tatis. It's fucking him, dude. I mean, Cronenworth missed two, you know. He, he didn't dig out two, and there was two errors that Tatis had. No one said a fucking word because they don't fucking hate Cronenworth. They hate Osmer for some reason. And the guy's clutch again. It's a fucking home run today in the sixth inning, you know. Um, he's hitting over, I think he's hitting close to 500 or something with runners in scoring position in two outs, something like that. He almost had another good hit. Luis Urias made a nice play. I mean, he just smoked it, but it was just kind of right at him. Um you know, he doesn't have the power numbers. His slugging percentage isn't good, Hosmer's, but hopefully that comes. But fuck. Uh, I think they're in trouble a little bit on the NOLA injury. 
Tennis Lynn sounds like that's going to be like two two weeks, but that probably means three weeks at least. And Camposuano, I watch the minor leagues, you know, every once in a while. Camposuano, he's just not ready. He's not ready to be a major league catcher defensively, and he's not ready hitting-wise. Hitting-wise, I don't even really care. Like, But we saw it, you know, when he was catching for them. Like, there's a couple of those pitchers don't really like him back there. Um. So I think that's going to be a concern for the next couple of weeks. Um, what else do I got? I mean, it, like I said, though, if they could finish 12-8 and eight after these 20 games, they're 5-2 and two right now. Um, so the next 13 games just go 7-6. and six, I think that would be fine. You know, you, you gain a few more games – I don't. The Dodgers and Giants are playing each other, so one of them might get swept and fall back a few games, or they just beat each other up, and you don't really lose any much ground on any of your team. Um, there's a few guys like the Padres are right there. Like I think it's there. I think Preller is going to make a big move. I don't think you're going to get this close to winning a division, and winning a division is going to be so key because you don't want to. You don't want to be a wild card. And it comes down to one game. And in that one game, you got to face like Syndergaard, not Syndergaard. Um, uh, I'm drawing a plank on the fucking pitcher, the best pitcher on the Mets. Anyways, um, DeGrom. You don't want to face DeGrom or, um, you know, the Brewers make the playoffs and you got to face Woodrow or Burns. I mean, it's going to be tough. You face that one game, even if you have Darvish, which most likely you would because the Padres are going to be, I believe, so far ahead, you know, making the wild card than another team that you could set up your rotation. But still, if it comes down to one game, dude, that's going to be tough. So I think Preller is going to be like, fuck it, dude. I'm going to try to win the division, and I'm going to give a few guys names that I think, you know, he's going to go after. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, these guys are going to cost too much. I, I don't want any of them. Because Project Twitter, for some reason, really loves holding on to prospects. I mean, I love prospects too, but it's time to get rid of them. And that's why he's gotten rid of them, most of them. I mean, which guy have we gotten rid of prospect-wise? We're, we're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe we let that guy go. I mean, I don't really see it. I mean, I see some trades where you're kind of like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have given up that much, but... I don't see anything that's really hurting us that we gave up in the last couple of trades. And we've traded a lot of guys. Now, we traded more quantity than quality, but the first guy I think the Padres are really going to go after is Chris Bryant. Now, he's 29 years old. He's having a phenomenal season. He's hitting 317. He's got an OPS of 997. He's got 11 bombs. And... Um, some people are like, well, the Cubs aren't going to trade him. Um, the Cubs, the Cubs have Jed Hoyer and they're going to, I believe they're going to rebuild. You know, you don't give up Darvish for what they gave him up, you know, and then, and then come back and go, oh, well, we'll just sign Chris Bryant. I don't think Bryant's signing there. I think Chris Bryant is like, you guys held me. You know, my rookie season to play after. So I had to wait one more year to become a free agent. I don't think he's going to sign there to start with. And then you're just getting a 
a rental for him. And a couple years ago, a rental, you know, when the Dodgers got Machado, the guy was ranked like in the 60s. They gave up one for one. He was like an outfielder, I think. The Orioles got, turned out he wasn't that good, I think. Um, but he was like in the 60s in the top 100 rankings. So I think you're going to give something similar. So probably like a top 50 prospect, um, which what would that be? That would be like Robert Hassel. I'm not giving up Robert Hassel for him. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I would. Um, Campus Swano is ranked like in the – I see him like in the 20s and 30s. He's really not. I would consider Campus Swano, but catching is a little bit different. But I don't know. I think you can find – give up like two guys to the Cubs because the Cubs I think are going to want a lot of guys. I think the, the Cubs would be smart to get rid of a Chris Bryant. I mean, uh, Javi Baez. um they just they need to just restart because you're not going to win with that starting pitching that they got and the pitching all together. I mean, they got enough hitters, but they only got the pitching. So I don't see them winning in the next couple of years. And the Padres and Dodgers are just juggernauts. I mean, who who's going to beat those teams? That's another thing is who who thinks like okay, well let's go get Chris Bryant and now we could beat the Padres and the Dodgers. Like I just don't see it. Like. Maybe the Braves, maybe. The Braves are like 500, though, right now. I mean, they're really struggling. They got Bryant. I mean, is that going to put them over the top? I don't think so. Um, The Giants, I don't think, are for real. Really don't. I don't think the Giants are going to say, yeah, we want Bryant. Um, We're going to give up some of our minor league guys to go get Chris Bryant because I don't think they would feel like they're really in it. Uh, The Cardinals, I don't think that, you know, um, I don't see what teams. So I think it would come down to the Padres and the Dodgers. And I don't think the Dodgers really feel like they need a bat. I think the Dodgers are going to say, we need an arm, a reliever. So I think the Padres would be right there. You know, and I don't think it would cost that much. I think I think a fair deal would be, if I'm the Cubs, is Adrian Morhan. I'll give you Adrian Morhan for Chris Bryant. And you would say, the Cubs, what the fuck do we want? Morhan, he's coming off Tommy John. Well, I mean, yeah, he's coming off Tommy John from the beginning of April. It's a whole year. Maybe he pitches in the second half of next year. And then, you know, you got either a back-end starter or or a guy who is a middle reliever but a real shutdown middle reliever. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe they want something more. But I, I don't think it would cost, you know, too much to get Chris Bryant. Now, another guy I think the Padres could go after is the Diamondbacks are done. Like, that organization is garbage. I don't know if they have that good of a farm system, but they ain't winning anytime soon. And they got one really nice, good young player. Cattell Marte is 27 years old, and... Next year he's going to make eight million. Two thousand twenty-three is a club option. He makes ten million. Two thousand twenty-four is a club option. He'd make twelve million. Now, just to start with that, if I'm the Diamondbacks, I'm saying, okay, I want Gore or Abrams. If I'm taking Gore, I would want more than just Gore. I would say Gore and you know, uh, I don't know, Gore and Robert Hassel, or maybe not Robert Hassel, but Gore and. 
Josh Mears and something else, like some pitcher in there, like Reggie Lawson or something. So, And if I'm the Padres, I consider it. I really would. I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this and go, oh, well, I'm not trading Mackenzie Gore for Cattell Marte. Dude, you put Marte as a number two hitter. So you would go Grisham, Marte in the two hole. You could go... I mean, a switch hitter like that, you could go Cronenworth still in the three, Tatis four, Machado or or Machado three, uh, Tatis four, Hosmer five, Cronenworth six, Myers seven, Nola eight. I mean, you got a one through eight lineup that is just lethal. A guy like Marte, I'm telling you, you go get him, that lineup's just going to stretch it out. You play him in left field, wherever. I mean, you're. It's gonna. It's gonna cost. I mean, you're probably actually have to give up more than I probably said. You probably have to give up, um, Gore and um, Robert Hassel. But I would consider it. I really would because I've seen Gore. Like he's good. Like his stuff's pretty good. But he doesn't have control. And th- I mean that'll come. That that part will come eventually. He'll get his control. But. It's not like he's throwing like 97, 98. And it feels like the ones and twos nowadays are throwing that hard. Like you don't see too many ones and twos throwing 93, 94. And I think that's kind of where he's at. It's kind of hard on the El Paso gun. The El Paso gun, it says like he's throwing 90, 91. But I remember when I was saying that shit on Quantrill and then he came up and he was like 94, 95. And you could get more velocity as time goes, but. I mean, his secondary pitches, his changeup's really good, but his curveball and his slider, they're just, they're just okay. Um, I see him, I see, I see Gore being like a number three, number four type of starter right now with potential to be a number two, but I don't see him being a number one starter. So I'd put him in a deal. Uh, I don't know, maybe the Diamondbacks, you know, say give me C.J. Abrams. They say give me C.J. Abrams straight up for Cattell Marte. I would do it. I, again, I think Padre Tua would be like, no, you just don't trade those guys. Dude, Barte is a fucking baller, and he ain't that expensive. $8 million, $10 million, $12 million. He's 28, 29, 30 in those next three years. That's his prime years. guy like that could put you over the top. It's almost like going back to the Snell and Clevenger deals. Yeah, those deals probably don't look too good. But if those guys help you win a World Series at the time, you didn't, then no matter what happens, you didn't give up enough. Because if they help you win the World Series, like if they put you over the top, and a guy like Marte, in my opinion, can put you over the top. Um, another player that I think the, the, the Padres can go for is Jesse Winker on the Reds. He's having a phenomenal season. He's only 27. He's got 13 home runs, 28 RBIs. He's in 348. He's got an on base of 403 and OPS over 1,068. Um, he's got arbitration the next two seasons. He's going to cost a lot because you're talking about three years of control or two and a half years of control. Um, I mean, I could see the Reds saying, give me Gore for him, and I I would consider it. Um the one guy I would pretty much not trade is C.J. Abrams. But if they gave me Marte straight up for him, I'd do it because I'd get three years of him, and I have three years to try to win my World Series. And if you win a World Series and 
Marte was a big reason why you won the World Series, and I don't care what C.J. Abrams. I don't, he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't care. I'm trying to win a fucking World Series. Um, I'm not giving up C.J. Abrams, though, for Jesse Winker. Uh, Gore, straight up for him. I would consider it. I'd probably try to... I'd probably try to do something like Hassel and, you know, maybe Camposuano for him or something, something in that nature. Um, and another Reds outfielder is Nick Castellanos. I mean, this guy's got him and him and Chris Bryant would be great for the Padres because <coughs> they're both right-handed hitters who crush lefties and the Padres struggle against the lefties. Now this one I think would cost less than Winker because He's a better player, but he's got three years of control, but his money's pretty good. So next year he makes $16 million. 2023 he makes 16, and 2024 he makes $16 million. Now he's having a phenomenal season again. The guy can hit. He just can't play defense, but the way he hits, man, you put him in the middle of the order, wow. You put him like Tatis 4, Hosmer 5, and Castellanos 6, I mean with Machado 3, I mean, that'd be fantastic. Or Machado 2 and then Cronenworth um, 3. He's got 12 HRs right now, 30 RBIs. He's hitting 355, an on-base of 414, an OPS of 1.077, 1,077. I mean, uh, he's just crushing it. He crushed it last year. He had a good year. Um I would I would if if I'm trading for him though I want the Reds to eat up a little bit of the money. I mean, 16 million 48 million the next 3 years is kind of a lot for a guy that probably could break down. You know, he looks like he you know, he he doesn't play good defense. He's not athletic. I mean, I can see him breaking down not being as good in the next couple of seasons, but if they, if they took on some of that money, then yeah, I'd give up you know, I would put Gore in a deal to get him. I wouldn't, you know, not Abrams, but Gore. Um, and then I think there's one guy that I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres look to go get who's having a really down season, but he could, you know, chain of scenery. I think you can get him back to being really good is Luis Castillo of the Reds pitcher. So basically I'm looking at three guys on the Reds. Um, his ERA, I mean, he's gotten bombed this year. His ERA is 7.61, but he's got 45 Ks in 47 innings. So, you know, he's still striking out people. So the stuff I think is still there a little bit. And the next two years, he's arbitration and he's a free agent in 2024. And I just feel like, dude, you could go get one of these guys that buy low on him, maybe, um, I'm not giving up Gore, or, you know, Abrams in this deal at all, but maybe maybe you could find something to get Castillo on the low and, you know, come next year, he's he's got his form back and he, all of a sudden you have a number two, number three pitcher again, you know. So, I mean, he's someone I would look into. But, you know, I think they're one bat away from really just really extending that lineup. And speaking of the lineup, I think Tingler – has done a really – I think he's going to do this where he's going to have Grisham bat one and Machado two, Cronenworth three, Tatis four, Hosmer five. And I think it's great because 
Okay, Grisham's got speed, and he's in front of Machado. So if Grisham gets on, Machado's going to get more fastballs because Grisham can steal. Okay? Then if Cronenworth gets on, Tatis is going to get more fastballs because Cronenworth can steal. Then Tatis gets on, Hosmer's going to get some fastballs because Tatis can steal. So basically, what I'm trying to say is you almost have the table setter in front of your you know, your big hitters in in each in three different situations like that. I mean, that's pretty sweet. I like that. I mean, Cronenworth's not like your normal, typical number three hitter at all, but he'll pop one every once in a while. He'll probably hit close to 15, 12, 15 home runs this year. And he's going to get on base. And, you know, he's got speed. And, and I like really Tatis, you know, he struggled, it seemed like, in the three-hole, but he's really thriving in the fourth-hole. So, um, I mean, I just I, – I think that lineup that they're going to – and it sounds like Tingler is going to use that. I really like that. So, well, that's all I got for today. I mean, I just wanted to do a quick pod. Um, I think they're going to be fine. Um, you know, I – I'm pretty sure they're going to go get someone, though, at the trade deadline. I don't think Preller's going to just go, oh, okay, Tommy Pham, I'm waiting for him to come around. He's starting to play a little bit better, but this isn't the time to say, oh, we we held on to some of our prospects because, you know, we were waiting for two, three years from now to really make our push. You got your push now, this year, next year, and the following year. You got like a three-year window where – I think you're going to be number one or number two behind the Dodgers. So I don't, I'm not too concerned about trading off some minor league guys that are going to take a couple years to develop and be really good. Now, CJ Abrams, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to trade him. He's, he's a top 10, top, you know, prospect in baseball. I'm not Gore, wherever the rankings on Gore is, I think if they did, redid the rankings, I think he'd be lower than what he is. So, but, uh, you know, but all right till the next time. Good night.